Welcome back on the Sports Wire on ESPN 100.5 and 105.1 KTGR. Andy Humphrey with you and joining us now on the KTGR hotline, our good friend Suichi Tirada uh, covers the Missouri Tigers for the Kansas City Star, but as a matter of fact is doing so for one final day. This is actually his uh, his last day with the Kansas City Star. He's moving on to uh, bigger and better things uh, after today uh, once the Tigers uh, leave the court uh, against Arkansas, and then he files his last story, and then he'll be on to the next thing. I'm so, I'm sorry that we don't have a tribute video ready for you, Suichi. A production crew dropped the ball on that, so we're sorry. Yeah, that's unfortunate. You know, it was uh, I was promised this, but obviously <laughs> sometimes those promises come up a little short. But I guess I'll uh, I'll deal with one final appearance here. Well, we certainly uh, have enjoyed talking with you over uh, the year and a half that you've been uh, here in Como and, of course, uh, on the big show and, and other KTGR programs uh, over the last few months. Uh, it, it's been uh, a bit of an interesting uh, ride here the last couple of weeks for Mizzou men's hoops uh, as, you know, the, this last game, Conzo uh, made it clear afterwards that, that he thought guys uh, didn't really give their all. And uh, I, I heard him kind of with a more of a tone in his uh, presser before this contest against Arkansas of one where, hey, let's just move on. Uh, these guys are experienced. They know how to deal with this. Uh, is this a game that's hard to move on from it, with this kind of group, or is this an experienced group that uh, that kind of knows that, that they screwed up in a lot of areas? Yeah, I think that's a good way of putting it. And, you know, the, the thing that's kind of striking to me is that Mizzou only has three losses this year, but you could argue that they were all in some way, shape, or form kind of ugly. You know, I mean, you look at that 20-point loss in Tennessee. You look at Auburn. That was kind of an ugly game defensively, especially. You look at that Mississippi State game where they just completely collapsed. And, you know, after each one of those losses, I think everybody, the thing that kind of struck me was how everybody was talking about how Mizzou needed to bounce back. Mizzou needed to do this. And really, I mean, Every game after a loss, they haven't lost back-to-back games so far this year. So I think there's kind of a level of trust in that. Yeah, you're a little bit frustrated with the consistency. I think that's totally fair, especially from kind of an experienced team like you. But at the same time, they picked up their pieces all throughout the season. And, you know, I, I know it's only three losses or three games afterwards, but I think that's a good indication of uh, where this Mizzou team is, is at and, and their experience and all those things. So I think Conzo kind of realizes that, you know, you have an experienced team. When they play unacceptable, yeah, you can say that in the media, but perhaps they kind of you know address that behind the scenes the past couple of days, and they kind of flip the script because it is a long season, and the dude is a a little over the halfway point. So obviously with COVID, we, we never know what tomorrow quite will bring uh, during the pandemic. Of course, there were a lot of reasons to be frustrated when watching them. If you're a Mizzou fan uh, on Wednesday night, but. I think one of the more frustrating things that that maybe folks who back the Tigers are are wanting to see now is that that they're not sure night in and night out night out what Xavier Pinson is going to show up, which version of him is actually uh, going to be on the floor, whether it's the one that's assertive and is uh, taking advantage of driving lanes, or the one that maybe sits back and uh, is trying to make an impact on the three point line, but isn't really uh, making the mark as much. Uh, as a guy like that uh, is capable of doing. But uh, what what have you seen from Pinson just lately that has led to some inconsistencies uh, with, with how he's been scoring one night uh, really well and then the next night kind of follows it up with a bit of a dud? Yeah, you know, that's a, that's a great question. I think it's, it's kind of interesting to watch 
a player like Pinson just because I think when you look at an X, Xavier Pinson, an X, or X as they call him on the team, um, you know, the, one thing kind of reminded me a little bit of the TCU game just because Pinson took up, you went something like 8 for 13. I don't have the box score in front of me, but, you know, it was a little bit like that. But this time, right, the shots don't fall. It's just a little bit of inconsistency. And, you know, I think that's just kind of some of the growing pains that you kind of have to go with, with, with Pinson. And I know he's an upperclassman. He's a junior now, but... I mean, when you look at a guy like Drew Smith, who is so consistent, he scored, you know, I believe I tweeted out double figures, you know, in nine straight games or however many it is now. It's just there's, there's sometimes a missing piece that isn't quite there when you're not a senior, when you're not a guy who's been through this over and over again. So, but with X, I think it's just sometimes it's, it's, it's just being a little bit more aggressive. And, and you know, I, I just think when X is just so small, you know, he's, he's not very heavy or, or very, I don't want to say he's weak or anything, but he's just, doesn't have those poundage. So sometimes when a team can't does get physical like Ole Miss did, maybe uh, it, it's just kind of hard to dig yourself out of the hole and keep attacking that basket. But I think that's also a mindset thing. I, I think Pinson probably knows that, and I, I think you can kind of expect a bounce back game from from somebody guy like from somebody like a guy like Pinson, just as we've seen with the Mizzou Tigers all season, like I mentioned before. Suichi Tarada of the Kansas City Star joining us on the SportsWire KTGR and KTGR.com. And uh, now Mizzou enters a stretch, and this Arkansas game is a tough one, and the Razorbacks uh, are are much improved, for, I think, from the last time uh, that they faced Missouri. But uh, setting that conversation aside a little bit, this is a, a stretch of the season for Mizzou where they've gotten through probably the meteor part of their SEC schedule, and now down the road they might face more teams that uh, are middle of the pack in the SEC or maybe just a little bit below it. Uh, now that this team has built up their resume and and tried to call themselves one of the top teams in the SEC and uh, trying to grab a top four seed, possibly in the NCAA tournament, uh, now that they have kind of that target on their back, is this a different way? And I think we saw this with this Ole Miss game uh, just this last week. Is this a different way that the Tigers have to play that they're maybe not used to where everybody's going to give them their best shot? Yeah, you know, I think that's a good point. I think earlier in the season, that would have been a more fair assessment. I think someone like Kaz will agree with me in that, you know, he's he's talked about it before early in SEC play where when you have that ranking next year name, I don't care what the advanced stats say, right? When you have that ranking in front of your name, there is a certain expectation that you have to follow through Otherwise, you are going to get beat up. Otherwise, you are going to have losses like the Mississippi State or Ole Miss game. That's just how it is, especially in college basketball, Basketball, I think, when you know, you're know you dealing with a bunch of 18- to 22-year-olds who are very volatile human beings at their point in their lives. So, you know, I, I think that's a great point. But at the same time, like, we're midway through SEC play, and Mizzou has been ranked, what, like seven to eight weeks straight in the AP Top 25 poll? Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of just an excuse at this point, honestly. If you, if you haven't noticed – what it's like going on the road, even during a pandemic and, and going up against these teams who are plenty talented, but maybe a few bounces didn't go their way. If you're not prepared, lots of like Wednesday are going to happen. And I think Conzo and, and Mizzou and, and you know, the players would agree with me. Like, yeah, sure. You're going to get, like I said, the, the other team's best shot. Like you said, Andy, it's just, you know, we're, you're an experienced team. We're midway through SEC play. There's only a few, a handful of weeks more left in a regular season before and postseason play. So I think, you know, it's, it's, at this point, you just kind of have to buckle up and finish strong because if you want a top four seed in the NCAA tournament, I think finishing top four in the SEC minimum is a, is, is a good way of going about it. Otherwise, you risk falling a little bit below. 
despite you know what is a very stellar resume right now uh, through the you know halfway like I said halfway through SEC play. Yeah, for sure. As they turn the page now uh, to this Arkansas team, which again I. I think they're much improved. Uh, that game that they had in Fayetteville at the very start almost of, of the conference schedule looked like a game where uh, if, you're Arcan- if you're an Arkansas fan, you're probably frustrated by the amount of layups they missed. Uh, they didn't have Justin Smith for that game. Looks like they will have him for this one. Uh, as you look at the reverse matchup between these two, what stands out to you, Suichi, about uh, Arkansas and how they've kind of improved since that prior matchup? Yeah, the, you know, the addition of Justin Smith, I think, is big. And remember when, when Smith went down, I believe Arkansas had not played a game without him. So there was kind of an adjustment period. And that was interesting. And looking back at that game, Andy, the biggest thing that I kind of remembered was, one, Jeremiah Tillman had a career high in points, so he reset that against TCU with 33. But he had 25 against Arkansas. I believe Xavier Pinson had 23. And I remember after the game, Arkansas coach Eric Musselman, who was ejected that game, uh, he he said that part of the game plan was not letting Pinson get to the line. And and Pinson was 12 for 15 from the line. And, you know, it's interesting that we just talked about an Xavier Pinson. We talk about a Jeremiah Tillman um, and kind of the quiet games against Ole Miss. But I think that first Arkansas game kind of showed that what what Mizzou could be when their best players are are on and and playing great. And, and you know, it's it's, it's kind of a weird thing. Uh, If you look at Drew Smith's stat line, the first, like, However many games this season, he scored double digits. Then he won like a three-game stretch of only scoring six. And that was uh, right at the beginning of SEC play. And he's back at scoring, you know, double digits every game since then. So, Drew Smith didn't exactly play his greatest game against Arkansas. And Mizzou still looked great. And I think that was because of a Tillman, because of a Pinson uh, kind of carrying it. So, I, I, I personally am of the belief that you, you need, your, you know, your three top scorers, Drew Smith, Pinson, and Tillman to, to do well just to, you know, if you want to make a run in the NCAA tournament, I think that's a that's a good way of going about it and looking at it. Just going into this uh, Arkansas game, uh, where you know I think P- Tillman should be able to feast inside again, and and that defense, Mizzou's defense, is what kind of so so recently. I think this is a good uh, you know maybe a confidence builder just because you you do have a little bit of positive history this season against the the Hogs already. Sweetie Torada of the Kansas City Star joining us on the Sportswire, KTGR, and KTGR.com. Yeah, you, you look at the matchup between uh, Tillman and Justin Smith and, and think, well, whoever gets the better of that matchup might give their team a, a large uh, edge towards uh, possibly winning this game. But uh, when you look around at the guard play and, and how Missouri has really had to make sure that Jeremiah Tillman gets the touches. It is imperative on guys like Drew Smith and Mark Smith to to be able to have those lanes open so they can enter it in to Tillman. Uh, if they start doubling him like uh, Ole Miss kind of did uh, on Wednesday nights, uh, do you have to rely on guys like Mark Smith and Drew Smith to maybe drive the lane a little bit more? Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, I did kind of a bigger piece on Tillman, I believe, a few weeks ago, and just the just the presence of Tillman alone, his gravity just does so much for the offense in the sense that when teams commit double teams, obviously that's going to leave another guy open. It's going to leave the open shots. Uh, you know, even when he doesn't have the ball, and Kazo has mentioned this, Tillman kind of has this gravity of, of two defenders kind of just floating near him, and that means open driving lanes and, and being able to kick it out more. And, and you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things I think that's kind of frustrating to watch with with. Tillman and this Mizzou offense, and not necessarily with Tillman, Tillman himself, but it's just when Jeremiah gets going, it's, it's, he's such an imposing force. He's so strong. He's so physical. But 
that that had it has to be you know it's it's kind of a team effort with his game. Whereas with you know maybe a Drew Smith or an Xavier Pinson or even a Mark Smith, they can kind of create something off the dribble, you know, on 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 the perimeter. Whereas with Tillman, you you really do have to feed him the ball. You know, he's not going to face off the defender out, out, you know, on on the top of the key and make his own thing happen. So, but I I really do think, I I personally think Jeremiah Tillman is the most talented player on the Mizzou squad. I just think that sometimes it's, it's based on the game plan. It's just, kind of up and down sometimes. And I think that can be absolutely frustrating thing for Mizzou fans. All right, Salichi. So well, let's, well, let's uh, put it to paper now. What, what's your pick for this one and why? I got Mizzou, 70, Mizzou winning 75-70. Uh, and because the rally for Ryan game, and uh, I, I saw one of those last year during the B, and I know Mizzou doesn't lose rally for Ryan games. They're 5-0 all time. So we'll just keep up the good vibes for that. Well, there you go. That that seems to be the case. It, it it'll look a little different, but I I think you're onto something there. Just it always seems to happen. No matter uh, how bad the Mizzou team is, they seem to win this game. So we'll see how it shakes out at uh, three o'clock this afternoon. That's when tip off is pregame at two thirty here on KTGR as we chat about Mizzou men's hoops with Suwiti Tarada of the Kansas City Star again for. Uh, one final day, and and I'll say this, Suichi, uh, in the about year and a half that you've been with the Star, it's been quite an eventful year and a half for uh, Mizzou Athletics. You talk about a football coaching change. You talk about a global <laughs> pandemic throwing a wrench into things. You talk about the rise of uh, the men's hoops team once again. Uh, as you kind of look back on it, what's the most memorable part about uh, following this uh, Mizzou Athletics uh, department, I guess, for uh, the last uh, stretch that you've been doing it? Yeah, you know, I'm just going to, I don't know if it's one moment, but I remember one week just absolutely bonkers. I remember uh, it was Thanksgiving week, 2019. I was about a month into this job. I drove to KC, covered the Hall of Fame Classic with men's hoops. The NCAA infraction stuff comes down on Tuesday. I covered that Tuesday, covered a game, uh, another men's basketball game in Kansas City at the then Sprint Center. Then next thing you know, I'm driving to Little Rock for another, you know, for the Battle Line Rivalry Trophy on, on Friday. That's what I do on Thanksgiving. Covered the game Friday, and then Saturday, Barry Odom is fired. And uh, that's kind of what I'm going to take from this beat. I think that's a good thing. Kind of encapsulates it all in the sense that it was crazy. I had a lot of fun, though. Uh, you know, as a journalist, you kind of, um, you, when it's newsy and, and there's a lot going on, you kind of thrive in that, and you have kind of a lot of fun uh, covering games and stuff, too. So I think that's kind of the little moment or week <laughs> that you know a lot happened and just kind of roll with it never a dull moment on the mizzou beat i'll say that much uh for sure and we've <laughs> certainly uh appreciate the times you've spent with us chatting about mizzou and whatnot uh, on ktgr on our various programs uh we've really enjoyed your work in the kansas city star too and thanks again for for joining us today on your last day and best of luck to whatever venture uh is ahead of you and uh we hope you uh stay in touch and hope to hear from you again soon All right. Thank you, sir. Appreciate you having me.